It is September 11th, 2023, 22 years ago, America was attacked by terrorists. We should never forget. A governor believes that she can suspend the Constitution and why more people aren't upset, I don't know why. A break in the Crystal Rogers case, perhaps? And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that little bell for notifications. And remember, you can always listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Yes, today is September 11th, 2023. You know, it's weird. When that first happened, I can remember exactly where I was. I was getting ready to go to the office. And by the time I got down to my office. That's right. Shortly after that, the second tower had been hit and then they collapsed and they evacuated buildings across the street that were super tall here in Denver, the Republic Plaza to be specific. And now it seems like everyone has literally forgotten about September 11th. The country came together at that time. And it's sad that the only time we seem to be able to come together is when there is a huge tragedy of such a nature like September 11th. Well, hopefully everyone will take a moment and remember the nearly 3,000 that were in the building, all of the firefighters that were killed, everyone on all of those planes that were killed. Never forget. All right, be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Be very, very afraid. And what I am talking about is a governor thinks that she can suspend the federal constitution. Be afraid. And why everyone is not up in arms against this woman is beyond me. Can you imagine if a governor said, I don't like what's being printed in the press today. I'm going to suspend the uh, First Amendment and say, well, it's not an absolute right. And, you know, it's only for 30 days and it's, and it's for an emergency. People would be outraged. You would think. But I'm starting not to think that way anymore because people, some people are actually okay with it. And so I'm going to tell you the story. And then for all of those who forgot their civics or never got them, we're going to give you a quick little refresher on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It's going to be quick. It's something you can, I don't know, laminate it, take it to the field, could save your life someday. Just remember, never forget it. So on Friday, the uh, New Mexico governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, issued a public health emergency order that purportedly suspends the right to bear arms in Albuquerque and the surrounding county. Now, the order, which is only supposed to last for 30 days but can be renewed, applies to concealed or open carry of public in public of firearms on public property, with the exception for police officers and security guards. Now, Grisham said citizens with permits to carry firearms are free to possess their weapons on private property, such as at a gun range or at a gun store, provided they transport them in a lockbox, use a trigger lock, or use some other mechanism that renders the gun incapable of being fired, which would kind of take away the whole use of being able to have one for your own safety. Well, the order covers cities and counties averaging 1,000 or more violent crimes per 100,000 residents per year since 2021. That's the criteria currently met by the uh, county. And uh, anyway, Grisham, a, a Democrat, says that the carry ban is necessary response to recent shooting deaths of a 13-year-old girl on July 28th, a 5-year-old girl on August 14th, and 11-year-old boy on September 6th, as well as two mass shootings this year. 
Now, at a press conference on Friday afternoon, she conceded that the order was um, apt to be challenged in court as a violation of the Second Amendment, but added, I welcome the debate and the fight about making new Mexicans safer. Yesterday, the uh, various guns organizations uh, and people who live in Albuquerque sued Grisham in federal court, arguing that her order flies completely in the face of the United States Supreme Court 2020 ruling in the case of New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. That decision overturned New York's um, limits on public possession of firearm, and it established a constitutional test for a gun restriction, which the court said must be consistent with the nation's historic traditions of firearms regulation. Uh, when it was founded, there were none. Anyway, gun owners of America and others there in the uh, surrounding counties filed a similar federal lawsuit against Grisham on Saturday. Both groups argue that uh, Grisham's order plainly fails the Bruin test. Under Bruin, the first lawsuit says the carry ban is presumptively unconstitutional because the plain text of the Second Amendment covers public possession of guns for self-defense. And the state is unable to rebut this presumption because the regulation is not consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Order clearly and unambiguously violates the Second Amendment protection of the right to bear arms that says it shall not be infringed. The second lawsuit alleges and says that uh, they deprive the law-abiding gun owner of their only means of self-defense from criminal attacks in public. The New Mexico Shooting Sports Association, a chapter of the National Rifle Association, said that it planned to join the two other groups challenging Grisham's order. And Grisham would uh, said state police would be charged with enforcing this order, which carries a fine of up to $5,000 per violation. Now, the police chief um, in Albuquerque, a guy by the name of Harold Medina, said he won't enforce it um, because it's completely unconstitutional. The uh, sheriff said he's uneasy about it because it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. In a statement issued on Friday, uh, the sheriff said the temporary ban challenges the uh, foundations of our Constitution, which he swore an oath to uphold. That's right. If it's an illegal order, remember, they, they teach it that like in the military. If it's an illegal order, you can't follow it. And if you do, you can't use the Nuremberg defense. Well, I was just following orders. Yeah, you're just as complicit. Anyway, the governor seems unfazed by these concerns, and the purpose is try to create a cooling off period while we figure out how we can better address public safety and gun violence. How about we arrest the people that use guns in a violent manner? How about that? governor. And she also said um, that there are going to be many questions about whether we think we have the legal rights to do that. And I'm sure there will be a legal challenge. And I can tell you that we will win given all of the different challenges to gun violence and the restrictions of the individual firearms and access and control. And I think it's time to talk about the absoluteness of the discussion and the current court actions that suggest the Second Amendment is an absolute right. Why is everyone not being, just because if you, if you don't like the Second Amendment, they're coming after all the others, ladies and gentlemen. That's the point. That's the point. Now, when a reporter asked Grisham whether her order was consistent with her oath to uphold the Constitution, she said no constitutional right in her view, uh, including her oath, is intended to be absolute. So I guess her oath means nothing. 
and said, this is what they always claim, right? This is an emergency. And she claimed her powers to restrict the Second Amendment rights and argued that you know, it could be deployed to override those rights in any jurisdiction plagued by gun violence. She said, I have emergency powers. Where have we heard that one before? Gun violence is an epidemic. Hmm. Therefore, it's an emergency. And during the press conference, she also indicated that she probably would extend the order, which she said would be lifted only if the epidemic, epidemics like, it's almost like it's a pandemic of gun violence ended after 30 days. She said, I bet it's not over in 30 days. Maybe if you prosecuted people that committed crime with guns, because there's plenty of laws in those books, and didn't let them out on weak sentences, maybe you wouldn't have as much gun violence. Yes, there is a deterrence effect with the law. That's one of the principles of sentencing, to punish the wrongdoer and deter those others that know about it. Now, others have uh, come out and said, um, uh, although I support gun safety laws, this uh, order from the governor of New Mexico violates the Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal Constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception for the United States Constitution. And that was from a, a liberal California Democrat by the name of Ted Liu. Uh, David Hogg, another uh, activist, says that uh, he agreed that the order violates the Constitution and followed up that uh, Luhan Grisham's reasoning for the temporary ban does not hold water. Uh, either Governor Grisham is the dumbest person um, probably in the United States of America right about now, or probably her legal counsel that told her that this would be a good idea. Now, I expect this to be completely stricken, and uh, uh, hopefully she'll be spanked. Maybe she'll even get impeached for it. But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like guns, you don't like guns, if somebody in power thinks that they can just suspend the Constitution at a stroke of a pen, be afraid. That is the point. So I thought on this day of September 11th, which often started a lot of emergencies, if you look at the Patriot Act, one of the worst pieces of legislation ever created, when they said they would never spy on American citizens, but they have. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, whatever the act says, just remember, it does the opposite. The Patriot Act, I don't know, the Affordable Care Act, just do the opposite. It always means the opposite. It always does. Anyway, so I figured it'd be a good time to take a quick stroll down memory lane and talk about a quick summary of the United States Constitution, because apparently some people have forgot. And why is that important? This is a crime talk show, a true crime show. Well, our fundamental legal principles that we talk about on this show all the time come directly from the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're going to ignore it, well, we got problems. So Article 1, this is the article in the Constitution that establishes the legislative branch of the federal government known as the Congress. It outlines the structures, powers, and responsibility of the two houses of Congress, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. Article 2, this establishes the executive branch of the federal government headed by the president. It outlines the president's qualifications, powers, and responsibilities, including the authority to enforce the law and serve as the commander-in-chief of the military. Article 3 deals with the establishment of the federal government's judicial branches, which includes the Supreme Court and other federal courts. It outlines the jurisdictions and the powers of the court, including the authority to interpret laws and resolve disputes. Article 4. The article addresses the state and federal government's relationship. 
it ensures that the state has a Republican form of government, guarantees protection to the states, and outlines the process for admitting new states to the union. Ah, yes. And Article 5, it outlines the process for amending the Constitution. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Remember this. It requires a two-thirds majority vote in both houses of Congress or a constitutional convention called by two-thirds of the states to propose amendments. And then there must be ratifications by three-fourths. Seventy-five percent of the states are then required for an amendment to become part of the Constitution. And it works the same way, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you don't like a particular amendment, there's a method. You don't go to court and just say, we're going we're gonna to do away with it forever. There's a method. Change it. If you think you got 75% of all the states that say, let's get rid of uh, the First Amendment, we don't need all that freedom of speech. It's so hurtful and hateful to everybody after all. Why would we want to do that? Second Amendment, so scary. Fourth Amendment, you know, let the government come into your house anytime they want. I mean, after all, if you have nothing to hide, why should you care if the government wants to come rummage through your things? Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Article 6 establishes the supremacy of the Constitution and federal laws over state laws, and it requires all federal and state officials to take an oath to support and defend the Constitution. If you're not going to do that, you need to resign. Article 7. This article outlines the process of ratifying the Constitution, and it required approval of nine out of the 13 states for the Constitution to become effective. Now let's talk about the Bill of Rights. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution? The important ones, the ones that say these rights cannot be infringed, they are limitations on the government. First Amendment protects freedom of religion, speech, press, assembly, you know, the right to go out and protest and the right to petition the government to actually be able to talk to your representative. Amendment two protects the right to bear arms that shall not be infringed. Amendment three prohibits the quartering of soldiers in private homes during peacetime without the owner's consent. Remember the king used to do that? Not so much these days, but if you were occupied, guess what? You used to have to take care of the king's troops at your own expense, feed them, quarter their horses and the troops, room and board, basically. Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures and requires search warrants to be issued based upon actual probable cause signed by a neutral and detached magistrate. Hmm, radical idea. Fifth Amendment protects individuals from self-incrimination. Oh, and double jeopardy, so you can't be tried for the same crime over and over again. Oh, a little bit of due process, which means you actually get to have a trial. Could you imagine such a thing if that just went away? It takes up so much time. It's so, so messy. And, you know, the prosecution has to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, well, that's the right to the fair trial. Sixth Amendment guarantees your right to a speedy trial so the king can't throw you in jail. And maybe 10 years, 12 years from now, we'll get around to trying you. Oh, I think they do that in little communist third world countries. A right to a public trial, which means anybody should be able to come and watch. The right to legal counsel. Can you imagine such an idea to actually get a right to an attorney and the right to confront and cross-examine witnesses? Yeah, that's right. It's called the, the Confrontation Clause, the greatest truth-seeking tool ever created. Amendment 7 guarantees the right to a trial by jury in civil cases involving disputes over property or money that exceed a certain value. The Eighth Amendment 
prohibits cruel and unusual punishment and excessive bail or fines. The Ninth Amendment states that the rights listed in the Constitution are not the only rights protected and that people retain other rights not specifically mentioned. And oh, the Tenth Amendment, they refer to as the dormant Tenth Amendment, but maybe getting a comeback here. Reserves powers not delegated to the federal government, to the states or the people, emphasizing the principles of federalism. That's right. Federalism, ladies and gentlemen, weak federal government, strong states. I know that's a blast from the past from your history lessons, but that's what it means. All right, enough preaching today. But I just think if people actually understood the rights they have and so willingly would want to give them up, it just amazes me who would do that. Unbelievable. Next on the docket, Crystal Rogers, a break in the case. So on Thursday, a guy by the name of Joseph L. Lawson was indicted on criminal conspiracy to commit murder and complicity in tampering with physical evidence to the Nelson County Courts. Now, the indictment did not specifically mention Rogers by name, but the dates and details match up. In addition, Rogers' grandfather, a guy by the name of Till Boward, stated that the FBI had contacted the family to let them know that Lawson had been arrested. When asked to confirm the arrest, the FBI uh, Louisville office stated they're not commenting on the case at this time. Now, according to the indictment, back on July 3rd of 2015, or July 4th, 2015, the above-named defendant committed the offense of criminal conspiracy to commit murder when, with the intention of promoting or facilitating the crime, when he agreed to aid one or more persons in the planning or commission of the crime or attempt or solicitation to commit the crime, when he and or a co-conspirator intentionally caused the death of another. Now, Lawson has pled not guilty entered on his behalf by the court, and his bond is set at $500,000 cash. Now, Roger's boyfriend at the time of her disappearance, a guy by the name of Brooks Hauk, um, was named as a suspect by police back in 2015. Now, through the years, Hauk has ardently denied involvement and has never been charged, and it's unclear if Hauk is still under investigation. Now, Hauk was one of the last people to see Rogers alive on the evening of July 3rd, 2015, in the home that they shared. The couple had uh, two young sons together. Now, two days later, on July 5th, her mother, Sherry Ballard, reported her missing, and her red Chevy Impala was discovered in the Bluegrass Parkway at mile marker 14 with a flat tire. Her phone, keys, and purse are still in, were still inside the car. Now, later that year, Brooks' brother, Nick Hauk, a Bargetown police officer, was fired from the force after he was accused of interfering with the Rogers investigations. So 16 months after Rogers went missing, her father, Tommy Ballard, was killed by a single gunshot in the early morning hours on his uh, family's property in November of 2016 as he was preparing to go on a hunting trip. Now, according to the FBI, there in Louisville, no arrests have been made in that case, and there's still a reward for $10,000 for any information leading to the arrest of the uh, perpetrator. Now, the trail went cold for years until the FBI uh, took over the case in 2020 and issued a search warrant on multiple properties reportedly connected to Brooks Hauk and Nick Hauk. A break in the case came in 2021 after the FBI collected several items of interest following an excavation with cadaver dogs in the subdivision built by Brooks Construction Company. A reward of up to $25,000 was announced the next day, and the FBI rushed the evidence uh, to their lab in Quantico, Virginia. 
Now, the Kentucky Attorney General appointed a special prosecutor in January 2023 to investigate the father and daughter's death. I know they're in the last steps, Sherry Ballard, Roger's mom, has uh, stated and I know they are getting close. And finally today, our dumb criminal. A man has been sentenced to 85 years in prison after he accidentally voice recorded himself murdering his mother's boyfriend. Now, Cody Allen Wade, he lived in Indiana and he was found guilty of murder on August 3rd and is now set to spend um, the majority of his life behind bars. Now, his conviction comes from the killing of Carl Haviland, his mother's boyfriend, back in June of 2020. Now, Wade was on parole for arson at the time of the murders. What do we say? Past performance is indicative of future results, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Wade brutally stabbed Haviland multiple times right in front of his own mother. Now, Wade had inadvertently recorded the entire incident on his mother's voicemail. Prosecutors played this recording for the jury, leaving little doubt about the heinous nature of the crime. Now, before carrying out the stabbing, Wade reportedly left a social gathering headed straight for his mother's residence. And along the way, he made a stop at another man's house where he allegedly confided in him, stating his intention to take someone's life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what can you say? We, how many times have we told you? Not that we encourage people to commit crimes. In fact, we would love it if nobody committed any crimes. I would love to be out of business. It'll never happen because human nature always will exist. But once, another, once again, another example of somebody taking their phone to the crime scene. And in this case, leaving a message, telegraphing, recording your intentions for the crime scene. Not smart, Mr. Wade, you are our dumb criminal of the day. And guess what? Make stupid decisions. Go to prison for a long time. All right, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for watching, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually gonna get this video out early today because guess what? I gotta drive two and a half hours to go see a client. So we had to do it before we hit the road. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk.